Hello, and welcome to The Refinery, a podcast where we dive in deep surrounding last week's message. We are so excited that you have joined us. This week, we are talking about Pastor Lowell's first sermon in the Exodus series. So jump in with us as we prepare to be refined. Hey, so first of all, I want to just tell you guys again, thank you so much for um, just your your willingness to be here. Um, I was thinking uh, before we we went on that... um, uh, I feel I always feel awkward whenever people here at the church thank me for being being a part of something. I'm like, well, I get paid to be here, but you guys don't. And so, um, I just want to thank you guys for being being a part of this. And um, I'm excited because this is a new endeavor for us. Like I was sharing you guys before we went live. Um, so you guys know, and for anybody that's that uh, uh, watches this or listens to this, we're referring to this just. Uh, uh, for reference point, we're referring to this as the refinery, and um, I thought by just sharing kind of a, a scriptural basis for why we're we're referring to this this uh, this conversation or these hopefully this long series of conversations as the refinery, and um, you know there's there's several references in scripture to um, this refining fire, so this fire that the Lord subjects us to for the sake of growing us and maturing us in our faith and. I just wanted to read one of those one of those verses that uh, you know may be familiar to um, to you guys. But First uh, Peter one seven it says, "So that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ." And and again, that's just sort of one of many sort of scriptural basis for why we're we're referring to this as the refinery. Um, I, I guess our hope in this series of conversations is that just just through the discussion of brothers and sisters, fellow saints, followers of Christ, that um, that not not only ours but whoever the, the 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 viewer and the listener is would also benefit from us just having conversations about mm-hmm. um, you know specifically in here we're we're gonna um, we're gonna sort of go through um, the messages from from each Sunday and just say. Hey, what what did that message mean to you? How did that how did that message or how did this part of the message land on you? Because um, I think it's real easy for any of us as followers of Christ to become Sunday morning um, believers, especially in the season that we're in. You know, um, but I I know as a as a pastor and for anybody who's in ministry, like your your heart and desire is not only that we hear a message on Sunday morning, but but honestly, that we be changed by the message, that we, we, we hear the message, we hear the proclamation of the Word of God, and we, we take what, what we've heard, what we've learned, what, what God has revealed to us, and we, we apply that to our lives so that we're changed. And, and I don't know if you guys have heard me say this um, on any Sunday morning <clears throat> here lately. It seems like the Lord stirred this in my heart more, but um, I, I found myself saying more and more that my prayer for us as, as a body of believers, as a faith family, is not that we— that we don't just hear the word, but that we hear the word and we leave this place changed, you know? And um, so anyway, it, the, an idea was posed in one of our, our recent creative team meetings that, hey, wouldn't it be great to just sit down on a weekly basis um, with, you know, um, folks like you guys and just um, just have a real conversation and just go, hey, how did how did that that land on you? How how are, are have you or how do you intend to apply what you heard on Sunday morning? Mm-hmm. Um, and and have your life be changed or have your faith be grown or whatever. And so that, I guess in a nutshell, that's the intent of this conversation. Um, um, for anybody that's, uh, that's listening or watching, I want to, I want to introduce everybody that's here. So starting to my left, this is Cassandra, not Cassandra. This is Cassandra. And, uh, Cassandra has been here for how long, Cassandra? 
about half a year now okay mm-hmm. wow it seems like longer because i i think you just you just like got so ingrained in in the the body here that just seems like you've been here for a lot longer but cassandra's been um, real active in our young adult ministry and um and it's funny cassandra and i are just getting to know each other but um you you already have such a wonderful reputation by the people who know you better that i i feel like i know you better because i've heard such such good things about you cassandra so um so i'm glad mm-hmm. you're here and then this is my friend miss allison I am Allison. (laughs) Allison, how long have you guys been here? I've been here as a member for a year. Okay. And um, I've been coming here for, I guess, 17 years with my parents, Velma and Martin Jackson. Yeah. (laughs) So um, I know a lot of the people. I fell in love with you guys, and my mom and dad love you so. I love you. God loves us. We all love each other. Well, yeah. I can I can assure you that I can speak on behalf of uh, everybody who's on staff. Anybody that knows you or knows your family, you guys are so loved and appreciated here. And then, last but not least, this is my friend Victor. And uh, you know, I, I, we were talking before we went on that um, you know Victor's been here for a while. How long have you been here, Victor? Well, I think I've been here for probably seven to. Eight years, probably. Wow, wow. Ooh, it's okay. been a long time. Yeah. See, I'm terrible with time frames, so it's funny. Like I said, I look around, <laughs> and I'm like, I think she's been here for two years. Like, I, Cassandra, I would have... It's I w- like two years. I mean, seriously, you know, so... And it's funny that, you, you know, that you've been here for about about six months, you said, and um, it's like you you, you kind of came into the fold right at the onset of, like, the craziness yes. Uh, yes. In, in the world and stuff, so... Um. Well, let, let's jump into um, some discussion on the... The, the sermon from this uh, this past Sunday. <clears throat> For anybody that doesn't know, of course, we um, Pastor Lowell launched into a new sermon series, uh, a journey a journey into freedom series is what we're calling it. And um, uh, the 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 sermon series is is going to basically follow the children of Israel um, uh, on their exodus out of out of captivity, um, out of bondage and slavery in Egypt. And uh, and and um, already Pastor Lowell laid a great foundation this past Sunday with just kind of reviewing because you re- you recall we came out of a series called the Unstuck series. And in that, Pastor Lowell kind of went through these numerous ways that lots of us just get stuck in life or stuck in faith and are just unable to move beyond that that kind of personal uh, bondage, you know. And um, <clears throat> and so in some ways, the, the first sermon this past Sunday in this new series was sort of like a, a review of, of us just going out. These are the numerous ways that, that people get unstuck. And I'm excited to go through this sermon series because, I, again, I get behind the scenes, so I get previews of, of what's coming in subsequent weeks. And, and it's, it's just it's an amazing um, teaching and, and preaching and proclamation on, all right, these are the ways that we get stuck. or see the, Here are some of the places in life where we do get stuck. Um, but now let's, let's, let's follow the journey of the people of Israel and how, how God took them from, from bondage and slave mentality and, and, and walked them into freedom, yeah. you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm excited about that. But, um. Yeah, so I'm just curious, you know, just uh, sort of big, big themes. If there were, um, if there were just kind of big or or overarching takeaways that any of you guys had from from the sermon um, this past week. My first takeaway was it's very personal. Okay. And um, even more personal than I ever thought, because after reading it, I said, "Wow, I have to step up my game." Mm you think you have a really deep, compassionate relationship with the Lord, and then you think about some of what Pastor talked about, and you're saying, whoa, that could have been me. Hmm. But because of his faithfulness and the people that came before me, I know better, so I have to do better. So I have to really take it personal now. Um, That walk has to be 
a lot stronger than what I'm doing. And it's proven it because I'm here tonight mm. with this big mic in my face. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was it has become really personal now. And uh, yeah. You know, and honestly, I think to your point, I think that that's that is one of the the huge takeaways for me. And one of the benefits of having conversations like this is um, it's it's easy just in a kind of a cursory study of the word, especially when you're when you're looking at references or, or, or accounts from from biblical history like it's it's easy to just not be able to associate to that because it was such a different time and especially when you're looking at Old Testament scripture and stuff like that but but what I love about a sermon series like this is when when Pastor Lowell um, is helping make parallels between the journey that these these people that you know um, were on you go man no this this is totally applicable to my life Thank today you, you know and uh, yes. yeah no, I, I appreciate that what about what about you guys just big themes you know or <laughs> big takeaways for you from well like a Honestly, but I feel it was personal for me too, because mm-hmm. being a person who's helping in the church, I had to be unstuck, if you want to say sure. that word, because mm-hmm. I can be preaching or talking about well, God, how He's gonna be free, make us free from uh, from slave, and be me stuck in a slavery, slavery. So I can, I can, um, I took it personal, because as a helping the Hispanic ministry, I had to show them that God is who he is, uh, say he is, that he's going to make you free, he's going to take you to the land of promises. So mm-hmm. you have to believe him what he said. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. yeah, that's so good. Yeah. I think it was very convicting for me as well and personal to me because um, it made me, I often I feel like when I go back to the Old Testament and I'm reading about the story of Moses and the Israelites, I often think like, oh, the Israelites were so terrible. <laughs> like, I hope that's not like me. <laughs> right, like, right. they're whining, they're complaining, they're grumbling. Um, later down the journey, not to give any spoiling spoilers, but um, I think it's just interesting how Lowell mentioned that um, we fall into the same patterns. We all are in bondage often to like, pl- even just things in our past that we idolize. So say... Um, a lot of people will say, oh, like back in the good old days when I was 20 pounds lighter or when I could run a mile in six minutes or um, back when I had this awesome job. And I feel like it's so easy to look back on like the former days, especially like during a season like now when things are really hard and people are facing um, difficult circumstances to look back, um, say, a year ago and say, wow, like life was so much better then. I could actually see all my friends and but then we often idolize that rather than like realizing like oh in the past like there were hardships like it wasn't perfect Mm. um and that god wants us to not dwell on the past but look ahead to um what he has in store for us now yeah, and I don't know if you guys recall. I thought it was interesting, and I and, and really, and I think one or at least one or two of you used the word convicting, because um, I, I I also kind of felt the same way. Um, uh, one one of the premises in his sermon, of course, was we that we can get stuck in the past. Yeah. Um, we can remember things as being better than they actually are, mm-hmm. and um, and I was like, you, you know, that's true. Like I, I I started to personalize that and just think, yeah. um, it, it's true. Like we 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 tend to reminisce about things. And it's like our memory. I don't know if it's a, a coping mechanism <laughs> or or what, but we'll we'll tend to um, our mind will omit um, 
a lot of the difficulties mm-hmm. or the trials of the past. And uh, and I love the if you guys recall, he used the example of of seniors. And he said years ago, I was listening to some elderly people reminiscing about the good old days. Um, you didn't have to lock your doors at night. Gas was a quarter. Yeah. A soda yeah. was a nickel. You knew your neighbors. You know, the biggest problem in school was, you know, getting chewing gum in your hair or something like that. <laughs> And he said, but they seem to forget about a few bad things uh, while they were reminiscing. How about, I don't know, a Great Depression, a world yes. war, <laughs> you know, um, diseases, you know, they had back uh, back then that we have, you know, we have cures for today and all that sort of thing. And and so, again, I, I kind of kind of caused me to want to take a fresh look back at my 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 past and mm-hmm. and, and in so in doing so, hopefully recognizing, man, uh, that that past life was I mean, there were some good times, and it's good to re- reflect on that, but also recognize how God carried me through the yeah. things that were not so beautiful from that season of life. Yeah, you so know? One of the things that remind me was that when I moved to the United States, as you know, I'm from Mexico, so I moved to the United States when I was uh, 12 years old. And I came to the United States, no English, I didn't have no friends, anything. It was funny because we moved from Mexico City, from we have a, well, we fly from Mexico City to Texas or L.A., I don't remember. It was funny because I hear people speaking English. I was like, wow, this sounds cool. I was like, <laughs> but once I came to United, uh, to North Carolina, I realized how difficult it was using it for me. Mm. So I went to, to school, uh, middle school, high school. I had no friends. No, I know nothing about the United States. No English, no friends, anything. So I was like, God, what am I here for? Mm. I don't have no friends. I was in Mexico. I was good. I was like... I have friends, I have family over there. Mm. I know I have my brother and my sister in here, I have my mom and everything, but I don't have friends in here, so I can speak English. And I keep whining about it, whining about it, whining about it. So, like, when I was listening to the sermon, I went back, I opened my furniture, and I find a lot, a lot of letters from my friends from high school and middle school. I was like, wow, I can't, I didn't see how I was impacting people, how, f- how many friends I knew when I was in high school, wow. because I was thinking about my past. How mm. was good in Mexico? How everything was better over there and not here? But now looking those letters, I find out how God was being good with me. Mm-hmm. So I, I was like, I need to start whining about it and focus on the present and the past. Forget the past, because God has been good with us. And when I was reading the sermon, I was like, This is me, because <laughs> I was like, I w- Mexico was good, Mexico was good, Mexico was good. But no, believing here is good too. Well, and I was going to ask, and I don't hope I hope you don't mind me asking, no, no. but. Presumably, there was a motivator for you or for your family to come here. Uh, what was it? Because life was not <laughs> that fantastic, you know, back um, back there. Or we weren't good over there. Um, my parents bought a house in Mexico in their in their uh, town, so they want to pay the house real quick. Mm. Uh, we weren't doing good over there, but they decided to move here to have a better, better, better life. Sure, sure. Um, but that's why we moved over here. Well, but like you like you said, similar to what you know the uh, the point I think Lowell was trying to make was. You know, when when the difficulties come, it's real easy to 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 want to re, you know revert back to the familiar, yeah. even if the yeah. familiar is broken, dysfunctional, not so great. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like it's but it's familiar, and so let's let's go back to that. Yeah. Let's go back to that place. And you know, like if you know, uh, five years ago I went to Mexico for a mission trip. Mm-hmm. And I was I like, uh, I don't feel good here. <laughs> 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 That's funny. It's funny how your perspective can yeah. change on that. You yeah. know. Um, I was uh, just referencing Lowell's uh, sermon again here, and he, uh, he quoted uh, 
the book of Numbers, chapter 11, verses mm-hmm. 4 through 6. And he's, this, this is basically the, the Israelites complaining, part of, their, part of their numerous complaints. And he said, We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost, also the cucumbers, the melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. But now we have lost our appetite. We never see anything but this manna. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and he just asked the question, Remember Egypt? Don't, don't you miss it? Yeah, good times. Those were the days. And he said, they were slaves in Egypt. Yeah. You know, yeah, they, were, yeah. they were slaves there. They were whipped and beaten, and, right. and they were forced to work like dogs for 400 years. For 400 years, they wow. cried out to God for him to rescue them from the bondage they were in in Egypt. And, and you know, they're only, they're only a, a, you know, a little ways into this journey to freedom and all are already the, the complaint. And, and like you, I think you said a few minutes ago, Cassandra, like it's really easy in our self-righteousness to read this and just like look at them with such criticism. Yeah. But then, like you said earlier, it's like the conviction is when you start to look at their story through the lens of your own life, you just go, oh, I do the same thing, yeah. Lord, you know? Yeah. It's crazy because even we though we see how God's good with us, how He provides, how He mm-hmm. He do everything for us, we still like, God, why me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we do the same thing that the, the His people did. Yeah. We do the same thing always, single time. We complain about it, complain even though we have everything. But God, why me? Why had to do go through this uh, situation? But we do the same thing. That's we true. Do the same thing. Yeah. I th- if we're being honest, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, another thing I wanted to ask you guys, sort of related to the first question, and, and it's just as how, how was your understanding or your perspective um, challenged or affirmed for that matter? So you guys have shared a little bit about how it was challenged. How was some of your perspective from the from the sermon this mm-hmm. week affirmed? I think going back to, um, I mean, I think it's really important to remember the per- like God's purposes behind like our suffering in either this season or whatever season where we may feel stuck um, in our circumstances and wanting to go back to Egypt. But I like how you mentioned that ver- the scripture from num- Numbers that Lowell referenced because um, they're thinking back to like, oh, like the garlic and the leeks and the onions, all these wonderful things that we had in Egypt, but God's just giving us manna. And that reminds me when you shared that for- verse of, I think it's in Deuteronomy, um, where God says, like, I've, um, by giving you this manna, I humbled you and tested you to see what was in your hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that, part of that is knowing that, like, God wants to teach us that, like, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word of God. Yeah. So, like, going back to, like, we may feel like we need um, a great job to be, like, successful in America, or we may need this amazing home, or we may need um delicious foods whatever it be whatever that thing is that we need to fill ourselves up with but god i feel like is often teaching us like no you need me you need my word and i feel like for a lot of us we're being stripped away of those things this season that we've held tight to Mm -hmm. and so just realizing that um it's god's word that he wants us to go back to and that's really hard (laughs) like easier said than done right right (laughs) um but yeah I understand exactly what you're saying, Mm -hmm. and it just brings me back to him being faithful to us. Mm -hmm. And like you said, when when they were able to have the manna, he would tell them. He would give them instructions, like he's given us instructions. Just take just enough. Mm -hmm. Just take just Mm -hmm. enough, because I'm going to take care of you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And what did some of them try to do? And what happened the next day? It was there for them again, and they were full. And I personally am at the point in my life where it's like, 
I didn't miss a meal during this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't have employment. I didn't miss a meal. Yeah. Um, I stood strong, and I had to put other people on my shoulder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what's gonna happen. You gotta stay hate faithful. And then I run back to the room and get on my knees. Okay, I'm stepping out there, Lord. You gotta <laughs> be there. I know you mm-hmm. are. And the next day, boom, it's there again. Yeah. So it's being faithful yeah. for and following what you said. Yeah, and I mean, I guess if we're all being honest, we can say, um, well, it sounds like all, all of us would agree God provides, right? Mm-hmm. So God, God is, is a God of provision. That's definitely one of, one of the, the, the aspects of his nature and character. Um, um, but I think we can all also agree that he doesn't always provide the way that we would prefer that exactly. he provide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's easy to forget whenever he doesn't provide in the way, because I love mm-hmm. what you just, you just said. You were like, hey, listen, I've been out of work for a number of months, but I've not missed a meal. I've not gone hungry, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the provision has been there despite this other situation right. in my life. The provision has been there. And I also love, first of all, two things, you know, from, from these references um, in Exodus. In regards to the man, I just think, again, in my self-righteousness, I want to be critical of the, the Israelites because I just go, the Lord literally made food <laughs> fall from the sky, <laughs> people. You know what I mean? And, uh, uh, but, but again, I, I recognize, I do, I do the same thing. I just go, mm-hmm. oh, you know, yeah. we were eating steak, you know, a couple, couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you were, you know, you were eating steak in jail, you know. Yeah. Um, but I just, uh, again, I don't, I don't ever want it to be lost on me how God has provided for me this day. And, and you guys remember what, what happened when they did try to hoard the food. It rotted. Yeah. God, God, God was trying right. so hard to just picture this, this loving, gracious, good God in heaven just going, oh, I, sometimes I just picture him with tears in his eyes just going, I love you so much. I just, I want you to trust me, my children. I want you to trust me. I want you, I want you to, to reap the blessing and benefit of, of trusting me for each day's provision, you know? Like you said, easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if yeah, if we're all being honest, yeah. Yeah, I feel like guys trying to tell us, and was, he was trying to his people to that, hey, depend on me. Yeah, you know, I can, please come, like, show. I'm time to show you that I can. You can depend on me. You don't need Egypt. You don't need nothing from the back. All you need is me. Yeah. So I think as I mean, like she says, we're like, okay, I'm gonna go to pray, but. God, I don't have a job, but I, I have a never, never miss a meal. Mm. So God is trying to show us that we can depend on him. I think like that's going to one of the good thing when he was sending manna to, to his people. Yeah. You know, uh, one thing that just occurred to me as you guys were sharing is um, even even with some of the conversation that we were having before we went on about the tools that, that the church has. I, I mean, I, again, I'll be real honest, like as uh, as a pastor. Um, and I, I can probably speak on behalf of some of the other staff when I say like it's been a trying season in ministry right um and it's easy it's easy to go oh we don't, we're not able to do this we're not able to meet in person um and, and again those are those are legit challenges and 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 frustrations and things like that but like i was sharing with you guys part of the testimony that that we corporately have as a church is we have these tools like we we've got these microphones we've got these lights we've got you know guys over here who are super skilled in with the technicals um, so God has provided a means, a way for us to con- like perpetuate the ministry that He's called us to, and I don't ever, I don't ever want that to be lost on us. I, like, yeah. because I think um, it, when we when we take those things for granted, it, uh, it's easy to um, to not leverage those tools to the fullest. And and uh, and and again, if He's teaching us dependency uh, as one of the m- the many things He wants to teach us in this in this era, <laughs> yeah. you know, then so be it. And that's what uh, one thing I've I've said to myself and said to the the staff is, whatever the Lord's doing in this season, I don't I don't want to miss a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to miss a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm convinced. 
you know, in my spirit that the Lord is doing something in, in all of us in the midst of everything that's happening. Like, like he's not surprised by what's happening in the world. Um, um, and so if that's true, I just, I want to be aware. I want to be sensitive to it. I don't want to miss a thing in, in any single day, any single moment by moment of what he's trying to accomplish in me, through me, in our, in our midst, you know, or in the body of Christ for that matter. Mm. So, yeah. Um, well, again, I don't want to, the question again was your understanding or perspective, um, you know, after listening to the, to the sermon, anything that was challenged or affirmed, um, let, let me ask this, uh, how has this sermon impacted your relationship with Christ in general? So I know we've kind of approached that f- from a more generic, but just when it, when it comes to like just that, that intimate oneness with, with, with Christ, what are some takeaways from, from the message, um, that pertain to your, your relationship with, with Jesus himself? I think like no matter what happens to my life, no matter what happens what I go through, then now I see that I can't depend on God. Mm. That mm. I can, no matter what happens to my life, He's gonna be there for me. He's gonna say manna to my life. He's gonna say manna, no matter what <coughs> I struggle with, uh, financial, job, whatever. I know God is gonna be providing for me. Mm. I feel that's gonna be, that's gonna be my strong relationship with God now. Since I see this story from, the someone from last Sunday. That's good. Yeah, that's good, Victor. What I've realized is, uh, again, personal. Two weeks before we take my daughter back to school, I'm sitting here going like, okay, I have a job coming in the fall with the preschool. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, gee, that's good. You were always working, even though I was getting nervous. Then I get a call about the bonus program. And I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh. So I'm like... <laughs> And then Walter calls me, <laughs> and he and I'm like, whoa, 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 <laughs> almost overwhelmed, uh-huh. and 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 blessings <laughs> beginning to overflow, and it's like, yeah. okay, calm down, thank the Lord, yeah. and say, His promise, His promise. Mm-hmm. So that's like I said, it's really personal, and it's really here now, because again, He's being faithful. He's showing what He's going to do. He's showing off. That's yeah. what He's doing. He's yeah. showing off, and. Yeah. And he let me know for sure, Sunday, I have control over everything. Mm-hmm. I'll shake this core. And th- when I'm sitting in the kitchen, and my husband was like, did you feel that? And I'm like, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And right away, I'm like, he's in so much control. Just yeah. people, just sit back, relax. And the whole time I'm looking at him like, you're not the boss of me. And I'm like, but yeah, it's his promise is forever. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think even just like thanking God for his grace in the past and like and in the moment and praying for his grace in the future, like asking for his grace to cover every step of your direction Mm. and way. Because I think rather than whining and complaining and saying like, oh, God, like I don't have what I did then or it was better than saying, Mm. wow, God, thank you for being faithful like in the past. And I pray that you would remind me of your faithfulness and how you showed up in the past and how you continue to do so today. So using it as an example of his faithfulness to remind yourself rather than whining about it. Um, So guys, just um, I guess one of the the benefits of this conversation, as I pointed out, one of the intended benefits was just that, um, you know, people in, in our church family here at Crossroads, um, I say here at Crossroads, but we, we know our church family extends to people all over the world yeah. who call Crossroads home. And, and, uh, and I'm, I've always been so blessed and overwhelmed by, by that. And, um, um, but again, the hope was that they would just be able to hear from, 
from some of you guys who are just also just highly valued members of this this congregation and um you know if you were just picture yourself just talking to that that man or that that woman who might see this or might listen to this and if there was just like one takeaway from you uh from from what you heard sunday that you would just want to not only encourage yourself with, but encourage, you know, a, a fellow brother or sister in the faith with what, what would that thing be? Just curious. Hmm. <laughs> I guess not to be intimidated by anyone, anyone. Mm. here because of our path mm. and what we're learning and how long we've been learning, mm -hmm. but to stand strong in what you believe. Yeah. And then I'm here for you. Mm. That's good. That's good, Allison. Yeah. <laughs> That's family. You know, we, we often say right here, we do family. So I, I point out we, we are a dysfunctional family in a lot of ways, but, but we do family well. We love each other deep here, don't we? Yes, we do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I see that with my parents. How you guys love on them, and I'm sitting back like, can't go anywhere without people seeing you guys. <laughs> <laughs> will smile at them and say, "Someday I hope people will remember me." <laughs> oh, I, I think okay. that's a I think yeah. that's a done deal already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys are well loved here. Yeah. Yep, yep, for sure. What about you guys? Yeah. Just uh, you know, one takeaway that you would just want to encourage yourself with, or encourage, you know, want some another member of this this house of believers yeah. with. Well, I would say is trust the Lord. Yeah, mm -hmm. trust the Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's it. I know it's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. Trust the Lord. Mm. Just mm -hmm. keep trusting Him. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Good. I, that's one of those, like, s you know, just simple yeah. admonishments that it you is. really can't say or or, yeah. or ponder on enough. It's hard. It? Some, it's hard. Because sometimes yeah. you, like you said, like, moments ago, like, when you expect to God to move, you want to see something big. Yeah. But uh, we forgot that sometimes he moves like slowly and quiet and mm. in different um, different ways. Yeah. So it's hard, but trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. Trust mm. the Lord. That's it. Yeah. That's good, Victor. One thing that um, that my grandma told me this was a couple of summers ago, but I was kind of in like a season of life where there was a lot of waiting and not a lot of things were going on and. I just remember being really frustrated, like, Lord, like, why don't you show me, like, what you want me to do, like, <laughs> where you want me to go, like, I just felt stuck, and I remember her saying that um, God's, like, grace is sufficient enough to cover today, tomorrow, and mm, the days beyond, yeah. and to live in that grace each day, and um, I would just, going off of what Allison had shared earlier, is that like we are just regular people with flaws and imperfections yes. and like just because like we're speaking tonight doesn't mean that we haven't had we're these like superheroes or anything mm. like that because I know when I whenever I listen to podcasts I'm like wow like that person is just so yeah. wise like, <laughs> I could never amount to I mean, it's not about us though it's about God's grace yeah. and so I think good. just remembering that and um, living in that too would be big too talk about one of those simple but profound statements kind of like trust the lord my grace is sufficient for you yeah. mm -hmm. again when, when we said earlier that there there's a promise for every circumstance every every trial every tribulation if there's a promise in the word of god that one promise covers it all my grace is sufficient for you 
My grace is sufficient for you. There's nothing that we will be subjected to in this life that does not get filtered through the love and the grace and the mercy of Almighty God and through the finished work of Jesus on the cross. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that that's, that's the reality that we live in, that we dwell in, you know. So, you guys, thank you. Seriously, thank you so much for giving your time and your energy. And, I, you know, I know you guys are coming from, from work and other commitments. <laughs> and uh, and uh, like I said, I get paid to be here. But but um, I, you guys are storing up treasure in heaven. I know I know that, that you're, you're <laughs> willing. You're, uh, and all, seriously, I know you guys and all the ways that you guys serve and just give, giving of your time and your talents. I, I, I feel the Lord's pleasure over all of it. And I, I just know that people in our church family who will hear this or see this are going to benefit just from you guys sharing your perspective so so thank you thank you so much and and i'll speak right to right to you guys if anybody's watching or anybody who do, who does uh, tune in to, to hear this just know i feel like i can speak on behalf of um all four of us here when i say guys we we love you and uh we we you know we subjected ourselves to the the effort involved in putting this together as a love act um to all of you the body of christ because we do love you and uh, we are thankful thankful for i'm thankful for the church you guys i'm thankful for the body of christ and um what it does to encourage us and build us up in the faith and so i'm thankful for you guys and thankful for all of you guys uh watching or listening so all right we'll close it out there love you guys thank you again we love you thank you thank you so much for joining us today at the refinery if today's conversation piqued your curiosity about last week's message please check it out on our Crossroads Church website or our Crossroads Church podcast page. And if you have any questions concerning today's topic, please send us an email to communications at mycrossroads.co. We look forward to seeing you soon.